welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. I'm Jordan. I'm James. And we're getting started with news this week. So, um, I'm going to burn through all of this really fast. This is just basically a lot of information that I have. Um, nothing really, like, stood out, stood out to me. Um, except for the last thing. The last thing kind of blew my mind. But, um, Black Clover is going to start a filler arc. I am worried. I don't... I don't know what we're going to get. And I actually haven't watched it since the end of the the most previous arc or the arc before last. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't want history to repeat itself with, you know, like the Naruto, the Bleach, the One Piece fillers. Because I'm just, I'm just not a filler fan. So, whatever. I mean, they're getting fillers. I, I heard that it was catching up with the manga really fast anyway. So, I know it's necessary. But I'd rather them just do a break. Just, just do a break, like whatever. Um, the creator, um, Corey Amazaki, the creator of the Ancient Magus Bride, is starting a new manga next year. So that's very interesting. I haven't, I actually haven't even finished the Magus Bride yet. I think I'm on episode like 16, 17. But if they have the same like haunting, mysterious feel with this new project that they're gonna have with that they had with Magus Bride, then I'm all for it. I'm down for it. Also, Love Live, they are doing a lot. They have new girls. There's actually an anime premiering in October, which I thought the newest one wasn't going to premiere until January, but they have, like, two new rounds of new girls. And if you don't know what Love Live is, it's fucking idol shit. So, you know, I'm always down with some K-pop bangers. So I am interested. I'm not super excited for it, but I just saw that news because I didn't, I didn't, I don't think they announced that they were going to do a season until, like, very recently. So, it's kind of out of nowhere, even though the girls already existed on the video game. Anyways, I know y'all probably don't care about that. And then another one would be um, the Made in the Abyss movie is being streamed online. So, you have to buy a ticket for the stream, and then you have up to a week to watch it. I'm just going to tell everyone that you need to get your fucking tickets for this shit, because Made in the Abyss... Really, t- it really took me the fuck out. Like, I don't even know what I was expecting for that show, but it was, it was kind of traumatizing in a way. And I heard that like it only gets more traumatizing the further in, <laughs> the further down they go. And so this movie's been out in Japan, I think, since January. And so, and you can watch it subbed and dubbed. I don't know why you watch it dubbed, but you can watch it subbed and dubbed. And this starts, I think, on September 18th. So, highly recommend everybody get your movie, get your tickets for that, because I'm going to spoil that. Like, I'm going to talk about that shit, because I love that fucking series. And then also, um, I, the highlight for me is the Tite Kubo Burn the Witch color spread from this week. Like, that shit was amazing. Reminds you why Kubo's so good. Yeah, like, I don't know who any of those characters are. But now I'm excited. Like I'm really excited for Burn the Witch. I don't I'm gonna remain um ignorant of all the plot points and stuff like that. I'm just gonna experience it through the anime and see what happens and we'll we'll go from there. But just that cover alone, I was like, Oh my god, this nigga still got it. Like, look look at look at these characters. Just Oh, so good. The drip. Like literally we just ugh. Yeah, it's like the attitude as well. One of the things Kubo is excellent at is sort of this so, sort of cynical yet 
reserved, cool look, like coolness. Yeah. And and whenever I see it, even in like you know the parts of Bleach that were regrettable story wise, there was never a point where you looked at some of those spreads and didn't feel, as you say, the drip hard. And yes. the, those covers are also amazing. So it looks like we're getting more of that. So I'm happy for that. Yeah. And that's all I have. Like, not not much going on Newsweek. I mean, they're announcing a lot of the cast for the upcoming animes that'll be premiering in October. But we're going to get to all of that in, like, episode next week. So, yeah. yeah I noticed coming. that there was, like, a Don Machi season three. Three. Yeah, like, Don Machi season three like, prim- like, some, like, trailer or other things that were dropping and it's funny because like i used to be really in on that show and now i'm like eh eh really eh i mean it, it maybe because it took so long for it to come back because it did take a while i wasn't a fan of what they were doing in the second season oh like the really? first half of it was okay but the second half of it was a lot of the things that i don't like about this type of anime so mm. it, it it was a big turnoff for me because uh I well, we can get into that at another point. I wasn't like upset, yeah. upset about it, but it just it. Now I see it, I'm like, eh, if it comes, maybe I'll pick it. I'll watch it again. But it, when after the first season, I was hyped. So, oh, also Golden Kamui, which I am strongly a proponent of. I've read. Oh, is that coming up? Soon yeah, too? and yes. I haven't watched. I haven't even finished those. So I need to, I need to hop on that because I think I'm what like four or five episodes into the first season. Oh yeah, it's an it's one of those shows that it um it kind of tricks you a little bit because it's still a historical you know um, mystery, there's action, but then they spend a lot of time on like culture and food, a lot of time. Uh, and oh yeah, at, at some parts you could be mistaken that you were weren't watching like a really good higher slightly higher brow uh, section of a food wars episode oh in the sense that like they're they're showing you a delicious looking dish and going through all the ingredients or describing or showing how like they're prepared and it's usually like some has some historical quality because i think Mm -hmm. it takes place in the 30s or 20 no not the 30s this is um 1918 so probably like somewhere in like 1918 1925 Mm -hmm. but they're in hokkaido and so a lot of the regional food i mean even i guess in japan it's so different from the other parts of the country that they spend a lot of time on them and the Ainu culture and like the meaning of like words and things like things you find in the forest. Like it's just a, it's just an interesting mix of really brutal, like combat, like people get their faces ripped off by bears. Yeah, That was one of the things that kind (laughs) of made me slow down. Right. And then there's this like really interesting mystery and a lot of cultural stuff. So it's a very, like, well-layered um, manga and anime adaptation. And I like I like it a lot. So I'm happy to see the third season coming along. It doesn't get um, very much attention. I don't really hear people talking I'm too much about it. I'm surprised it doesn't because I... It se- I'm not going to say it seems popular. It just seems that, like, it has support. Yeah, definitely. It does well. Like, the manga does well or did well. Um, the, the shows have, I don't know, they've ranked in the like top 10 of whatever season they're out. So they get viewership. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm always pleased to see more, but you know, it always depends on, you know, the, the consumer base, Correct. what is popular. And I'm pretty sure the, 
sport climbing girls is going to be very popular oh god next time oh <laughs> next season oh god <laughs> oh boy oh it's god. basically free oh uh, but for well not for not, not just for i don't even i like who who does this appeal to you know who it appeals to uh, <laughs> like it's a sport like it like so the it seems like the anime there's all these muscles yeah there's like a lot of like fan service in the way they see these women stretching and doing other things and i'm sure there's going to be like magical silliness in terms of like the actual presentation of stuff but like it's not that interesting a like a sport <laughs> premise so i don't i don't even know i don't Maybe I mean, it's you're be right based though off of their you're totally training, right you know strength strengthening strength training endurance the fingers i don't know so the funny thing is that like i've actually seen competitive rock climbing boobs yeah like i've seen i've seen competitive rock climbing and it is somewhat interesting like it's not the dumbest you know it's not a waste of time as like a sport if you're into stuff and it does take a lot of like strength and conditioning but yeah i like i can't help but look at shows like this and suspect ulterior motives but when i saw the preview for it i That's couldn't totally tell like what was the intent behind this because sometimes you see this ridiculous fan service and then other times you sort of i don't know i don't get it i just don't get it so i'm expecting the fan service to be off the charts of course it is like but i just like, i'm saying i just do not get this fine <laughs> whatever oh great that's all i have for news so what do you want to start with as far as our weeklies um, uh, they were all good this week. Yeah. Um, um, Fire Force. Let's go Fire Force. Okay, so this was, it was good, but I definitely, um, I guess it kind of like lacked the, uh, I wouldn't say pacing. It wasn't the pacing that I like thought was missing. I guess there was just like the, the atmosphere of the episode was definitely way more like, you know, drab and, uh, foreboding but then at the same time i guess it's because i don't really know these characters that well and those stakes i guess i i guess my interest has kind of waned a lot i'm just assuming that because i did not or because we don't know that much about those characters and we're being introduced to them right now maybe that's why i was just less engaged for this episode but i really did like um some of the art elements the dr pepper can um, I don't know if that even that stood out to me a lot, but the Dr Pepper can in the puddle with the reflection of the Church of Souls. Like, yeah, that was cool. Sign, I was like, oh, this is a really cool fucking shot. Like, what is this? And then I I did enjoy the I guess like the overall maybe the theme of the episode was like, what is everyone's goal or what is everyone's motivation? That's what I got because they and then they were talking about like you know the dark heroes and what is everyone's means to an end. Like, this is how you do it, and I'm expecting it to go wrong because of these reasons, so this is how I'm going to do it, because we all are searching for the same thing, but you are you are relegated to these rules. I don't have any rules, so now it's my turn. Yeah, I felt like the episode was super moody, just in, you know, initial presentation, and it kind of had to be. You know, mm. the last few episodes were this adventure out in a part of the world that had not been explored at least in the the terms of the show 
And so the characters were sort of always being introduced to new things and uncovering new stuff. But there's consequences, I think, for a lot of what they found. And yeah. coming like back... The three years shit? I was like... Right, right. Shit. Like, one of the things that what Obi said goes all the way back to episode seven or eight when he's sitting in the office with the you, you kind of meet like the upper brass of the mm-hmm. fire force that kind of set them on this journey to figure out what the what the f is going on and that they did their job they got this info and then obi says well it's gonna be like three years before it comes out which it's kind of like a throwaway line because obviously we know that the the plot is going to progress and in oh, real yeah. time, but it calls back to the nature of like the stagnation of their own um, upper brass. It also means that like now there's a conflict between the members of of uh, the fire force of the, of, of the of the of the eighth squad and everybody else because so they lay out like basically three directions. The first conflict is. Uh, now the eighth is going to be at odds with its own management because obviously they know the truth. They think bad stuff's going to happen. Shinra has this line where he says, okay, well, it's going to be three years, but what happens with all the stuff the white clads are doing right now? Like you're trying yeah. to cover up this information or, or massage this information so that people don't freak out initially, but we got it. There's like some bad juju going down. So, and yet he doesn't get an answer for that. So that's a collision course right away where they're definitely going to have to take some action that's going to put them at odds with their own their own allies their leadership right cuz you know the eighth is working with the top brass of the fire force to kind of get to the bottom of the other squads and maybe even the holy soul temple being uh you know up to no good that's one conflict second conflict is um the fact that the church now they know and everyone agrees that the church has been lying. And if the church is lying and the church has been instrumental in constructing the society that they live in and the technology and everything else, especially the whole idea that the Amaterasu plants require a living sacrifice with an Adola burst to, to power them up, mm-hmm. that means that their entire society is resting on not only a foundation of lies, but also of exploitation in a, in like a gross kind of way. I think, um, Benny Maru has that line when he's standing on the roof with Joker and he says, I always felt like the, the plants had like, smelled like blood. Yeah. And Joker's like, Oh, you got a good nose. And I think that the show didn't quite highlight enough in season one. Exactly what made, uh, is it, is Benny Maru the second? Is that theirs? I forget the number, but the Asakusa Fire Brigade. Like, uh-huh. they didn't exactly lay out, as well as the manga did, what exactly is going on in Asakusa. Like, Asakusa is an area that's, like, completely rejected, or at least as much as they can, the new culture of the Empire. So, yeah. they don't necessarily use the power from the Amaterasu plant. They are definitely at odds with the government, and they're at odds even with the other fire forces because they, they're they're sort of like grandfathered into the fire force to like maintain order, but they don't even consider themselves really a part of things. You know, they had their own uh, way of doing stuff, and then the fire force came along and was like, "All right, you wanna? Could you please join us so that we don't wind up fighting a civil war?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool, we'll do that, but just don't get in our way because we're doing our own. We we're handling stuff inside our own borders." 
So that comes up again in this episode because that's how Benny Maro is more susceptible or more interested in Joker's offer to go fuck around at the Holy Soul Temple. And I had forgotten that, like, they just go in the front door. <laughs> yeah, I I actually thought it was kind of weird, though, because it seemed like Benny Maro came out of nowhere and why, like, the reasoning behind Joker asking Benny Maru, I kind of was just like, what? Like, why is he... Yeah, the, it makes why? more sense if you if if you can remember exactly what they had said about uh, Benny Maru and the proto-nationalists back in season one. They just don't recap any of it. So you just mm. see them together and you're like, oh, huh. I thought this guy was a bad guy. Um, but Which, I don't want to give anything away for what's, the... what's going to come up for the rest of the season. Uh, the last thing I want to say, the other, the third sort of conflict is um, the Haj- Hajiba Industries, which was responsible for, or at least ostensibly responsible for, all the technology that is built on top of Amaterasu. And you mm. get the multiple characters saying the same idea that, like, I don't think I can trust society. The only thing I can trust is the truth. And so the search for the truth is pushing people to do things that, you know, more and more are, like, drawing outside the lines because remember, mm. Shinra's whole ideology is that he's going to be this hero that saves everybody, which is a very like generic point of view. But up until now, being a hero has meant, you know, being a member of the Fire Force, the Fire which is Force. like public order, right? Yeah. And then we have Joker, who now we're getting more of his ideology, where he seems like he's the reverse of Shinra, right? Because he also believes in being a hero, but he doesn't think that the rules of society allow for... Uh, the truth to be gotten to with, you know, by coloring inside Traditional the line. Traditional message. So where Shinra's all the way inside, Joker's all the way on the outside. But then now he's starting to work with like other people and Benny Morrow and everything else. So he's actually more, you know, coming. They're they're both coming back to a center. Um, and I just think that's a that those characters are getting more time and it's really interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I enjoyed the yeah. episode. Also, there was some really good, like, still shots. Like, when, uh, what's the doctor's name? Um, Licked? Yeah, like, when he's, like, walking through the city at night. It's like, the, I felt like I wanted to point out the sound design because... Oh, this I is was going to say that, too. Yeah, like so this the, is a um, pet peeve of mine, but they did a good job here, is that rain sounds in movies, not just anime, but, like, capturing, like, the sound of water falling and, like, mix and having it, like like, actually work is really hard. And I don't know who was responsible for, like, those rain segments when he's, like, outside. But they got some mm-hmm. really good, like, like foley. Because it sounded like like w- real rain. Yeah. It seems like a silly thing to focus on. But I thought that was, like, I, it stuck out to no, me. He's walking around I, like, whoever did this did a really good job. I, um, I basically really liked the sound it was when he basically was, like, going through the pie stuff. Oh, and like yeah. the keyboard and like it was focusing on his eyes but you could all you could hear is just like the keyboard strikes and i was just like why is this so engaging i was like i don't know why but like i'm really into i'm really into this right now even though he's not even like monologuing or saying anything yet oh yeah so, and i kind of nerd out for another re- another minute so for those who don't know um i'm also like a, a published researcher and a phd <laughs> and one really cool thing was that when he was writing like the he there's a scene where like uh he's in there and he's like it's a flashback to three years ago and he's writing about like human combustion so he was writing the, i don't know again who who this attention to detail when he was like writing those segments out i think he was typing in latex 
which is like a uh, 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 word processing software that you pretty much only see people in academic like publishing use. Like my father, who's a mathematician, used it all the time. Mm. I've used it for like writing papers and stuff. But it's like you, it's halfway between like writing in a text editor and then also like writing code. So I was like looking at him like, oh yeah, Who? it looked like he was writing code. Yeah, it, that's because that, like LaTeX. I won't get into the the details of, it, but I just like <laughs> who thought, you know, to like include him writing the outline essentially for his paper in LaTeX in this random anime, like it would have to be someone who knew something about like academic publishing, right? They did a little bit of research like to make that scene work because he could it could have just been like a flat like word document but there were a lot of things that were happening like um when he typed in uh kana and it was like what do they call it uh uh when you use a japanese keyboard and you're typing mm-hmm. in kana it japanese keyboards are look a lot like american keyboards they don't really have like extra um keys but you have these different modes that you can switch so like software wise you can like convert characters and the and in the show when he's typing it is doing some of the conversion there i'm like they used a reference for this so like little things like that nobody will care about it i already love the manga and i love the the story so i wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been like super um bothered about how they did this particular scene but the fact that they like took that attention to detail for such a throwaway thing that almost no one is going to appreciate i i just i think that's really cool Let's go to Decadence next. Oh, another great episode. End with Decadence. Um, so a lot happened. Hell yeah. I feel like a lot happened. And I guess Yeah, I get Yeah, shit shit's moving. Um, I really enjoyed the um the betrayal conversation that they had in the car. I especially liked it when she cracked the window shield yeah, that and was it sick. was like honing in on her eye. I guess, I don't know, maybe it's something with eyes this week, but when they like honed in on her eyes while she was talking and like half her eye, there was like the crack of the windshield, like went down her face and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, this is right. They shot, they did like, like the, the, the angle was through the front of the window shield. Yeah. And that I was, was just like, neat. And then they would cut to yeah. Kaburagi's in the car and then they cut back out and it's through that same. Uh, yeah. I was like, I'm really enjoying this shit. I'm like, yes, this the uh, I I had a feeling that the little the little gattle galloid whatever whatever the gattle in the research facility that he kept abusing was going to be something. Yeah, me. And yeah, I was di- thinking too. Yeah, and then it died, and I was like, oh, that was kind of anti. No, when he jabbed the- him, I was like, this, this is gonna be some gross shit. <laughs> I knew that as and soon then, as I saw that happen. Then the, I didn't even need the next reveal when he like lifted his shirt up later. I'm like, yeah, this is this thing. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I did not see that coming. I was like, oh shit! Like that bitch implanted, and I was like, and he hates. He hates them. Like I don't even think he knows that they're androids. I think he probably is like is relating them to humans and the power. So I was like, he's going to wreck that fucking. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah, I felt like there there needed they need to introduce like a big crisis. Um, oh yeah, because this was sort of like the culmination point. Taking out the the factory was like the culmination point for one part of the story. But there was still like you know two or three episodes left, so there needed to be yeah. like a big. And crisis. he's even talking about like 
trying to dismantle like they, they i feel like they're nowhere near like i know this feels like it has to be a two core like what's going on yeah like this if it, if they did announce it was a two core at the end i'd be overjoyed because i'd be like i want more but i don't think that i don't think we have the time the proper amount of episodes left for them to like completely dismantle this and for us to get a full explanation on what the fuck happened i totally agree to humanity like totally i don't agree. I don't think we're gonna get that. I want unless... this to end on a cliffhanger. I, I like it's rare yeah. that I feel this way, but the show is I'll good enough, it. and the story is good enough, and the characters are interesting enough. Like we have not gotten to the end of anyone's character arc here. Like no. not like Natsume has gotten somewhere, Kaburagi's gotten somewhere, but we're not even there with like everybody else. And now we need we need a Jill arc. We didn't know where the fuck she came from. And how, like, why does she know all this shit? And why does she have this hideout? And where the fuck, like... Right. Now, I will say this. I'm biased to Jill. If they wrap it up in two episodes, even if they wrap it up in a way that's not totally satisfying, I will give credit where credit is due because a lot of times ideas will overstay their welcome. Mm. The, the, you know, being being the millennial boomer that I am, I was around when, like, certain TV shows went off the air uh in america like and didn't do a great job of just ending they were mega popular they were doing good stuff but you know either they stayed on too long or they ended abruptly for silly reasons so in this case if they have an ending that they're getting to i'm proud that (laughs) you know they they stuck to their guns and did it even if like i would like more but my heart says there's so much room left in this world and in this story and in the ideas that they've illustrated so far that it could sustain more stuff, more whether it's a movie or a, a second core or what would I guess would be an OWA now, but like just some some more material there, which is rare. Most of the time I'm complaining that shows are not strong enough of a scaffolding to really produce much more story or do much mm-hmm. more characters and this is like the opposite so really really good um what other moments i guess the sort of like come to jesus stuff back on um decadence with all the cat like Kur and i i like the fact that like once again we have conflicts with female leads that don't yep. have anything to do with men they're just about yep. self-definition and figuring out how to live in the world the way they want to do it. That's it. I'm here for it. Yep. I can't I, I don't have enough good things to say about this series for this season. I mean, sometimes yeah, I feel I'm... bad even even doing the weeklies because I feel like people should just watch it. Watch it, keep an open mind. It's good. Yeah, I mean if you're not watching it by now and you're listening along with us, it's like, what are you doing? Like you should you should be watching it and like waiting to hear our fucking opinion. You shouldn't be like getting the synopsis from us. Yeah, it's it's just like, a good show. Yeah, it is so worth it. Like even Tyler last week was just like, "What is this show? This shit sounds good as fuck." What? And even with that, we didn't really even spoil much of anything because he still. It's more so. It's just like the journey has been good in addition to all of the themes that they're approaching. So even if you know what's gonna happen, it's still gonna be fucking good. Yep. No. No complaints. So, okay. I guess now, God of High School is the last let's one. Get, let's get on to this. Okay. I think this episode had the best animation of the year for this for the season. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to be... I really enjoyed the music. Oh, the I'm music gonna, is great. I, I'm just going to put it out there. I really, 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 really love what they did with the music, um, especially with the the sixth guy who showed up, the, the national treasure wielder. Yeah. And, like, his backup. Like, I liked how they... Uh, they so that was music in and of itself, but then they combined that music with like the um the battling motif. So like it was it wasn't like a brand new song. It was like a combination of two songs, but it worked so it was basically like a not a remix, but it was just like not an acoustic version, but it was just a different version of the battle song. And then eventually, of course, the orchestra came over, came in and took it over when it was like the commissioners outside washing Knox. Like Knox it just seems like they're just fodder unless it's like the generals or some shit like that. But anyways, the music during those last like 10 to 7 minutes was just it was it. Like it was like my hero academia level like this is matching everything perfectly. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's adding something to the show. Oh yeah. It was th- this is other than maybe like the Second second episode, mm-hmm. I would say like this has the the best like long stretches of really 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 good animation. Yes, um, like the drumming, a lot of it seemed rotoscoped, oh, which was yes, really the drum, cool. The way they animated them playing the instruments, yeah, I was like, this that was really is sick. Good, the Shit. the homeboy fight. dancing before he got yep, started, that was sick. The the yeah. both both sides of the fight were really well done. Mm-hmm. We got to see a lot more powers and abilities. Um, yeah, I loved. I want more of the commissioners. I I feel like it's definitely coming, but I also no. I want explanations of their powers. So this is where I was gonna go, because while it's looks looked really really good and sounded mm-hmm. really really good, this episode is exactly the microcosm of my complaint about their whole adaptation of this series. Which is when you get to th- this is the culmination for most of the action of the first. It's like the you know like as you saw the first at the season. end when Ilpio uh, pulled out the the big guns, right? Like there was a mm-hmm. story that was being told about how he had this relationship with Mori going way back. He looked at him like basically like a brother, and mm-hmm. was waiting for his opportunity in a faded kind of way to help him grow and get to the next level. And none of that is really explained well, but the episode builds to the reveal. Cause they say, I think they say something in the, the previous episode, maybe it's the beginning of this one where uh, Mira is like, it's almost like he's trying to teach him like yeah. while they're fighting. Yeah. And it's obviously, yes, that's exactly what's happening there. The, he's, he's building him up. He's prepping him. He's taking it easy. He's pushing him. Like, but they're basically condensing a training arc into a fight in order to get to the next peak of the of the story where Mori's gonna do some other stuff. And it's a really good idea for like a an episode. I like mm-hmm. the way they executed this episode, but I like it a lot because I know a lot of the backstory that they skipped. Or they condensed for the show. So it's more impactful for me as a reader when Ilpio does what he does or when the, the like, for example, like all those drummers, that's like the 
was it the the homeless something association members that's where like the sixth seat is leading but they're Mm. only shown in one scene prior to this where when he gets the card when like you know the the six are called to assemble and he gets the card yeah and basically he's in a subway station with some other homeless people and someone like low-key rolls up and like hands it to him that's the you don't have any idea who this character is you're not hyped for him to do anything so when he busts out in this episode like all the national treasures and he's got his backing people you didn't get scenes before of him really like getting the troops together and priming you that something really cool is gonna happen it just happens and it's awesome Mm. but there's no context and that's been my complaint about this adaptation is that I get that they're trying to jam the whole first arc into a one core like season. Mm-hmm. And I also get that this is a shonen battle show. And so there's not actually a lot of depth to anything. But just because something, just because an idea doesn't have a lot of depth, doesn't mean that you can get away with not preparing the audience for the cool stuff that you want to show them. You You have to give enough background information where people are are anticipating cool things happening. The reason why people like anticipate cool stuff happening is just because the production level of the show has been really, really high. Mm. Like that, and I've read this in a lot of places, and I've heard a lot of people say this about this season, which is it looks great, it sounds great, it's a tournament arc, it kind of gets to the point on that stuff really, really fast, and people appreciate it, but there's like no no additional story hype or character hype for anything that happens because it all happens so so quickly and without any foreshadowing so i loved this episode but i understand that i loved it because i had so much more context if i had not read anything i don't know if i would care as much about what the fuck was happening like all the knock stuff like the knock stuff is basically the story but it's a story almost totally disconnected from all the characters that have speaking lines in the show so you know Uh, i think i mean i think it's really really good but it has problems oh i agree i mean my one of the notes that i wrote down was basically um just keep giving me the fights like at the like at this point it's like i don't know what's going on and i don't particularly care anymore either I'm kind of just like, what's going to happen next? I was interested with like, wait a second, he's the key? Now that surprised me. And also, like, I don't, we don't even know what the determining factor is for them being the key. Like, so I'm assuming that's the nine tails, right? Basically. So no, at no other point did they say that like, you know, this particular God is the key. Or, like, you know, whoever manifests the nine tails is the key. Is it that he manifested a god, period, and that's why he's the key? Or is it because it's that particular god? Like, none of that has been answered. And I'm at the point now where I'm just like, whatever. I just want to see what he's going to fucking do. Yeah. They, like, this is, like, like you, you bring up exactly what my story complaint was. In fact, by this point in the manhwa you actually do have a pretty good idea of like what's going on because there's more exposition that is fit in places where you would remember it in the show Mm. they kind of at this point have told you that nox's goal is to reawaken and bring into this world a fallen god that rejects all the other gods right yeah and you've actually seen in the show on 
three separate occasions some ability to like open gates to other places in order to yeah. like bring down power or make attacks and literally in this episode they get a manifestation of some god, god or, to power yeah, up god. that sword attack that's supposed to like take out most of the city right like you see that but they don't tell you that's what you're seeing you're sort of interpreting this from how serious everyone is treating what's going on right like park mujin like they they have like a really brief conversation like you know aha i, I know your big plan but you're not gonna get away with it this time like that was like the, the thrust of the conversation but the thing is yeah. if the audience doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about then how and how it connects to like their main characters like what is a key well it's kind of obvious the word key what do you use a key for you open a door what are the bad guys trying to do they're trying to bring god back so maybe they're looking for someone with a with the power to open the gate to the other side now why would that be important they haven't told you which is a mistake right you have to like lay out enough of that plot in order for the things that are happening again to make sense and there's just they've just adapted it in a very awkward way you know like they also, cut out stuff and i don't know why mori overcoming these weaknesses by copying their abilities i don't like it yeah it's not it's cool i don't like it it's only cool like i beat this dead horse probably at the end of the season we'll go back and have a more detailed conversation this is why in episode two or three, I was already complaining about the fact that they had not described Renewal Taekwondo, his mm. martial art. They did. They they literally described nothing about it, right? You got you just saw him like kick some dudes, and yeah. they mentioned that he used Taekwondo. The whole point of Renewal Taekwondo is that it's a style that has no form, and it's one where each user of that style essentially picks up and remixes and re- and masters other people's abilities to fix the gaps oh. and the holes in taekwondo that make it weak to other martial arts and that mori has like ability to replicate and copy and adjust to attacks that he receives which is what makes him strong right and then he can not only use his like that, they they make a big deal in the in the manhwa at this point about there are like the the three kick technique where he sort of floats around like guys and is able to like hit them from like multiple angles simultaneously. Like that's mm-hmm. his style. And then all the other stuff is that he's copying from people is supportive of that. And then of course later on, you know, power ups and get stronger and learn new stuff. But like, it just comes off as he's just copying other people's moves because they don't spend any time on the martial arts at all so no now that's a that's annoying then because if i had had that explanation i would have actually really enjoyed this but having that just like come out of nowhere i was just like i how did this happen like has he been doing this and i guess he did kind of do it with homeboy but with daewee but i was just like Oh no! Like I guess I was expecting something else. Yeah, they just and... cut out so much material, and then they they included things that I would just say objectively were bad from the model, like the the you Mira marriage arc. I, I felt like that's just bad. Like it was <laughs> unnecessary. It was a waste of time. It comes out of nowhere. It doesn't do very much for the characters. It, it you know you could have if you cut that 
and then just left in a lot of the better exposition explanation and slowed down some of the fights so that like you can get that really cool like there's a there's a particular way that the um uh that mori is drawn when he does his own taekwondo techniques where you can see like after images of like him he's moving so fast he's hitting these people simultaneously that i thought those would be in the show because those are the most gorgeous iconic panels out of the manhwa it's not even there they represent his speed by having these little like arcs of a hit on like a falling body in real time and it's just such a disappointment like there's just elements as good as it looks as good as like um the production has been on so many things in the show those types of little choices for me take me right out of it because i'm just like i'm not getting the 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 manhwa panels i'm not getting them like in Fire Force, there are multiple occasions where you could just line up the frame from the, you know, the episode against the panel, and it's identical, just in color, and looks great. Yeah, like the Flammy Ink, like when he when uh Ogan, like powers up, and he has that shot where he he has all the the tattoo lines going all over his body. That is a direct, like uh, remake of a of from a manga panel, like like a closing panel from a chapter it is like line for line it is beautiful so it sounds like i'm down on it i'm just voicing my criticism of the way it was adapted i still really i've enjoyed it all the way through but i know i am enjoying it way more because i'm a reader and so i'm just going to end this my part of this the same way i've ended almost every other part which is go read the model (laughs) it is (laughs) it, it is in for those who don't read these things Manwa's, at least this particular one, is in full color. So it's you're not losing a lot of detail. In fact, you're getting a lot more of it back than what they're including. Go read it. This is like where the, to me, this is where God of High School picks up and becomes the ill thing that it is. Like this point in the story is when like the, the switch gets flipped and the, like even iller stuff is down the line. Just go read it. Just read it. All right, so this is a you're next. You have the you have the topics. I do. Um, I, it was something I was thinking about, uh, and we'll talk about our takeaway from Inspector, which was our three with me um, from a, a couple of episodes ago. But I want to talk a little bit about anime attention spans. Uh, I know that as I've gotten both older and also had more access to to more anime, like there's a lot of stuff to watch. Um, and a lot of ability to go back and, and find out and, or be reminded of things that you missed, you know, going back years and years that while I have the free time to binge on a lot of shows or movies or other things that my attention span for any individual anime is very low with some like outliers, uh, in terms of things that are, that are, I, that really tickle me like personally, like I really like them a lot. Like, if I was running into Decadence a year from now, I would probably be marathoning right through it because it's such a strong mm-hmm. story. But when it comes to those, like, mid-range shows or, or, or shows that I like, but they're not, like, exciting or they're not uh, very gripping stories, my attention span has just, like, fallen off a cliff. Like, I, like, I don't... The rule of three is something that a lot of people subscribe to just as a a way to save time but for me i often find that like after three episodes even if something i like i'm just sitting there like 
oh, do I have a headache right now? I don't really know if I really want to keep going. And it's, I've been trying to f- determine whether or not it's just getting older. I still love this stuff. Or if it's yeah. something about the way a lot of like episodic anime is produced that it just sort of runs together in your brain. And you have, just have to take a break or like switch to something else to be able to appreciate what you're watching. So that's just been I'm... something I, I've I've noticed as I've had more of a, a task list every week of like watching stuff or trying to really go back and and pick things that I dropped back up again now that I have the availability to do so. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I would my most recent like marathon marathon I would have to say would be Shokugeki no Soma, like catching up with this season so that we could talk about that episode in particular. And I honestly wasn't really like I guess I I'm more conscious of like the time because I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to watch all this back to back. This is gonna be like, you know, this is gonna be like three or four hours of like blah blah blah. It's gonna be gone. But then when I get to it and like I'm in it, I'm like, oh, this is going by much faster than I thought. And usually that's because I end up like skipping the opening and the intros and then beyond and like the little mini recaps at the beginning of things. So I'm like, oh, you know, this, this is actually like zooming the fuck by. So. As long as things move, I don't have a problem. But then it also depends on the subject of the show. Like, if it's a heavy-ass, like, drama drama, then I usually am probably like, okay, I'm going to watch this arc, and then I'm going to come back. Maybe, like, in an hour or two, because I can't. Like, this is, like, emotionally draining me right now. Especially when, like, huge things happen in shows. I'm like, oh, man, if I'm not eating... I don't know, that's weird, but if I'm not eating while I'm watching a show and I don't have something to, like, grab onto or bite into and basically be like, oh, shit, then I'm going to be like, all right, I need a break. Like, I got to go. But my attention span, I usually can last for a while. I can usually finish the majority of, like, one current anime in, like, one day easily. As long as it's not, like, horror. If it's horror, then it's going to take me, like, weeks to get through. Right, I, I I don't know, I feel, I'm trying to think when was the last one. So I had to, just for purpose of like conversation with, with uh, you and on the podcast, I, when I went back and I rewatched the last like 10 episodes of ReZero season one, right? This is not a show that I mm. hated. I don't, I don't dislike the show at all. It's good. It looks really good. Um, I had good memories of watching. I just couldn't remember specifically what had happened. So that's why I was going and doing the rewatch. And I found that like, after like th- two or three episodes, I was just, I wasn't done with the show. I was like just done with watching something like that show. Um, and, and it was oh. surprising to me because normally I have very strong creative feelings about like why I'm n- either not enjoying something. And this one felt less about the actual thing I was watching and more about I don't have the, I, I just can't pay attention to this anymore. Like I want to watch something. I'm like I think afterwards I went and um, maybe I, t- I turned on HBO or or something like that. Uh, so I was like still in a TV watching mood, but like the anime part of my brain had just burned out. Uh, and then yeah. there are other times when I'm like watching something out of spite. We already talked about Misfit, um, or, or sorry, Irregular. Like uh, like that that show just burned me out. So, but I was I don't hate know watching how you it. kept going. Well, I'm. I'm yeah, like I was, I was in like a mood to make myself upset. So I had a clear goal there, 
And again, like I got through like three or four episodes, but I was already angry all the way through. So that wasn't, that was a little different. And there have been other shows before that I've just gone back randomly to see, oh, this is on Netflix. Like, let me, I remember liking this and putting it on and, but within a, a little bit, I'm like, all right, that's enough, enough of this anime for now. So it just, yeah. it's just odd that, um, uh, I, I just feel like there's, there's something about the way some of these shows are produced today. Cause I can now, like, I'll be, I'll be straight up. Like I went and maybe like a two months ago, I was looking for like everything that a particular animator that I was familiar with had created. And I was, I was on a wiki and it, a show popped up generator gall, which is like a, a, a sci-fi action series from like the, I think it was, must've been like the late nineties, the early two thousands. Um, but it had some like big names on it. And I remember like I'd, I'd watched the VHS tapes when they had come out. I was like renting them from, you know, whatever. And then I started renting the DVDs, but I had forgotten about the show and I found a, a pretty good copy online. And I said, all right, I'm gonna sit down and like watch the first few episodes. And for whatever reason, I did not feel the same way. And I don't know if that oh. was like a nostalgia thing where like, oh, well, this is it's it's older and it's part of something I'd seen in the past. So therefore, like, I'm more willing to put up with it, or if it maybe it's even like the way the shows are produced, like it it was just slower. So I was I could sort of like seep into watching it, and I've never once like turned off, you know, Cowboy Bebop or Trigun or or even like old school DBZ. Like I can watch like episode after episode after episode, but some of this like the newer stuff, like I just ugh, I'm done after like attention wise after a very short period of time. That makes sense. But then that kind of like leads into the sort of the next thing, which is like finding new things to watch and not necessarily new in the sense of uh, for the season, but new to you. I know that what's been invaluable to me has been a lot of like soccer comp- uh, compilations on YouTube mm-hmm. or getting clipped. But I'm curious, like, what is your go to method like? When like no, how do you how do you dis? What is discovery for you? Do you just like wait on the seasonal stuff? Are there curations that you like to follow that like clue you in to shit that it's, like you missed from five, six, seven years ago or or older? Like how do what what's your go to way of like finding new stuff to watch? Actually, so yeah, it's it's kind of the similar in a similar vein to that, um, but how do I put it? I find a lot of shit through YouTube because of the videos that I watch. Because, you know, I I like to watch a lot of Magical Girl Sakuga. And there's not a lot of Magical Sakuga on Twitter. So what I'll do is, like, they'll be pretty curious because there's shit tons of, like, really good, like, crazy Sakuga fight scenes of pretty cure. And what ends up happening is the Sakuga keyword gets knocked up into my algorithm and then other things like pop up and I'm looking for um, flip flappers. Have you heard of that? Yes, one? I, I remember that was the one that was like partially 3D. Yeah, that shit has some fucking insane scenes in it. And I would not have known about that if the YouTube algorithm had not just randomly dropped it. And I was like, oh, well. But what is this? Wait, so you did watch it? Is it any good? No, I, didn't I watched wa- one no, episode. I, did not, I had no I idea what the it. fuck was going. On. I did not watch it. I I watched like, I watched like um a, a mini compilation of the soccer scenes, but it wasn't all of them. And I was like, okay, now I can get into this. I was like, but 
as far as the overall story and the show itself, I still know nothing of it. But it's definitely <laughs> been added to my fucking list. Um, as far as like things to watch, usually, yeah, it's based off of the it's based off of stuff from that season. And so there's even um I don't know if you probably heard this. There's this one called Operation Vivid Red, which is like mm. I'm I'm pretty sure no one no one remembers this. I think this was like two thousand 14 13 this is when i was in grad school but it's another like magical girl like mecca one alternate universe monsters are attacking and shit like that if they touch the land the the world ends like mm. you know whatever but that one i found out about it and it wasn't amazing but it wasn't bad either and really really good transformation scenes and fight scenes and the music was pretty good and the only reason I watched that one was because it was one of the only Magical Girl series that was airing that season. And I was like, eh, you know, I'll give it an episode. And after the first episode actually wasn't really bad. And then it kept going. And I was like, hey, you know what? This might not be like Kill a Kill or um, what's going call it? It may not be like Kill a Kill levels of quality or like a comic got kill or something like that. But, you know... It's still interesting enough to where, hey, I'm not even watching that much this season anyways. And that goes back to the other point where I was interested in it. I watched like the first five or so episodes, stopped. And then once that season ended, I went back and I just like knocked out the last six or so episodes. I was like, huh. Well, that's good because I was going to ask about like binge watching versus like episodic stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know about like doing like I, I can only really follow like a few series week to week. And it's mostly because I just don't. I'm not aware of like the the airing schedule of stuff, so mm. it, it I don't have like I like on at least on uh, using Crunchyroll for the simulcast because at least then I know that there's one place I can go that's going to um, alert me of the schedule ahead of time. So like I know for example this this season that uh, God of High School will be out on a Monday, right? So I can sort of plan around oh, plan okay. around being able to see it, and then I can follow it week to week. But one of the big problems I always had before was I don't know when shows are dropping. And because I was using a lot of, like, fan sub stuff, it was all so sporadic. So, like, my preferred Whenever method, they would, yeah. even though I just complained about, like, anime attention span, is to be able to, like, chunk through a few episodes at, at once. Maybe not, like, totally binging on a, on a show. But to... Like, if there's, like, a part that I don't particularly feel like watching, I don't want to feel like if I skip ahead two minutes, I'm now wasting, like, you know, 10% of the enjoyment I'm going to get of the week out of the show. So having, like, a lot of stuff built up is, like, usually better for me. But ironically, that's meant that, like, like, I miss on, like, movie releases and stuff because I literally have no idea when these things come out, right? You'll see all, like, the Mm. promo stuff for, like, a really interesting-looking anime film. And then because the u.s release date i have no earthly idea when it's happening i just forget that the sh- that it exists so i have like i probably missed every single theatrical release with the exception of like dbs broly in the mm-hmm. last like 12 years because i literally just have wow. had no idea when these things come out i usually get that info from twitter um but that's probably because i follow a lot of the um like the crunchy role i like the publishing accounts and shit like that so yeah i mean that's why it took me like a million years to watch promare because i just didn't know when it was coming i forgot about it at some point there was a it when it it got like a u.s 
sub release like limited release and a friend of mine was like really hot on like oh you know we're gonna go to see it in the theater blah 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 and then it just didn't happen and i just forgot that that the movie existed so it's just it's been a thing i just i feel that one of the big problems that i've noticed is like these streaming platforms have bought up a lot of new titles is that I still don't necessarily know where I'm supposed to watch a lot of stuff, and I don't have a service that I trust that's, like, you know, not fan-generated to Mm -hmm. present to me things that I don't necessarily know that I want to see. Like, getting clips of stuff is somewhat helpful if you... if there's enough information attached to that clip to, like, actually find the thing. Like, I saw there was a, a clip that was doing the rounds like a week or, week or so ago of some Chinese, another like Chinese um, uh, production that looked oh. fucking amazing. And I have no idea where to find it. Yeah, I definitely do see clips of Chinese shows. And unless I research it right there in that moment, it's usually just like lost in the wind for me. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's gone. And I feel, I feel like one of the things, you know, just to put, like, to shift away from anime, but just stepping back a bit, curation and promotion are two areas that I feel that are, they're very, very poor for how digital a lot of this, like, media has become. You know, yeah. manga and anime are incredibly popular. They make a ton of money. Likewise, like, especially now that everyone's, like, locked at home. Um, movies and streaming and everything else is sort of we, we've accepted this at this point. You're released. You're getting full theatrical movie releases, totally online. This is a norm that people are accepting. However mm-hmm. good these you know films are, it is what it is. When I turn on the TV here in the United States, I can get bombarded with reminders that the new Mulan movie is coming out, and here's what it looks like. Here's a trailer. Here's da da da. But I still think that services like Netflix, Hulu, even like HBO and, and Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll especially, which is like anime driven, do still have not figured out how to promote what people want to see, especially with when it comes to anime. And it's so strange to me because, especially for Crunchyroll, like I've been, I've paid for an account for a long time. I don't know if you have you know, been a, a customer of theirs. You yeah, know, the I pay for VRV. Like where they're at right now. But, like, Crunchyroll, on the one hand, they, they're doing fine with, like, their own new production of just, like, letting you know it's out there, making sure it's at the top of their page or on their on the app service, like, you know, whatever. But when I go on, like, on the, on the Xbox app, they'll tell me what they're simulcasting, but, like, there's no recommendations there that are any good. And they have a gigantic library, like a huge library, and it and it, I just feel like this is a a big problem because what's the point of like HBO going and buying like you know a hundred anime series, but then like all they do you go to like oh anime section and it's like uh, Ghost in the Shell and whatever like just the big popular ones like exposing the other stuff to me is how you make these libraries work, and I'm so disappointed every time. Why am I on YouTube running through like unlabeled clip like soccer compilations to just find something to watch like that just seems like a very inelegant solution to all the anime that's out there i don't know i don't know if you've had that experience yeah i to be honest now that i think about it i i kind of do rely on youtube a lot 
as far as like exposure to newer animes yeah is that true yeah that's true i because i also what do i do i like well i'm pretty sure this is obvious but i really like openings and endings like the music of a show is very important to me Mm -hmm. um even if it doesn't even um have anything to do with the show um case in point divine gate yeah, you put me Divine. on that one. Is it a the Hitorie? Is that the the two two hearts? The two hearts. I think that's the name. is that mm-hmm. not the name of the song. Oh, um, may, maybe is it? Um, let me look it up. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so no, yeah, that song. Let me see. Divine Gate opening. Is the name of the song two hearts? You know what? That's a shame because I should know the name of the song because that's the only reason why I even fucking watched yeah, the I show. Think, I think that's the one because you, you you'd mentioned it to me and I went and looked it up and it's actually one of my favorite songs. Yeah, one, really... one, one Me, Two Hearts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually yeah. really good. It's so fucking good. That song is is on my is on my phone, is on my iPad, it's on everything. It's everywhere i love that song and the show is utter garbage it's garbage it's boo-boo like it is so bad i gave it six episodes six fucking episodes and it was so oh my god like i didn't think this is what happens it's because youtube what will happen is when uh, I'm like, um, whenever there's a new season, there's always the shows that I watch. And then uh, what'll happen is people will do like compilations of the openings of other shows. And actually, this is kind of how I got into watching Slime also. So what I'll do is I'll randomly like, I'll be like, okay, we're like two or three weeks into the the season. Um, that means like everyone's opening should be out. So then I'll go on YouTube and I'll like find those like compilation videos and I'll watch those. So as soon as I watched Divine Gates, I was like, oh, my God, like this shit looks like it's going to be fire. Like this opening song, the animation in the opening was pretty good, too. So I was just like, I'm I'm kind of here for this. Like, oh, my God. Utter garbage. Yeah. Utter and I'll, garbage. I'll, I'll, low key admission is like I have a short list of songs that I feel go with everything. And so especially with like. Uh, soccer compilations or um, mm. particular like hype scenes from shows and uh, Two Hearts is on that list now um, As like I'll be. like I'll like spin something if I'm bored uh, and I'll, I'll like spin up the soccer mute it put on Two Hearts that shit slaps like it's really good so it's so good oh, oh this is such a huge disappointment now I'm disappointed all over again <laughs> And then you have things um, like uh, Slime, which, I mean, Slime wasn't, um, Slime honestly was not on my radar. Like, when it first came out, it was not on my radar. I caught on to it when it was on episode three. But when it first dropped, yeah, when it first dropped, I was like, oh, it's another isekai. Um, You know, I may or may not hit it up. We'll see. Blah, 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 blah. But then I saw the opening and I saw the ogres like beating ass in the opening, so I was like, "Hold up!" Um, I found it I through see manga. This. Someone had recommended it to me, 
and I just slept on it for a while. I was like, ah, I'll get around to because it. it wasn't, you know, it's not it's not that long running. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> usually if I see something with like under fifty chapters, I'll be like, I'll wait and see where where it yeah. goes. Yeah, not because I'm not gonna but read it's it. Good. Just, just so there's like material built up. Um, but I had exactly. wound up reading it before they, I think maybe right before there had been an announcement that they were going to get an oh. adaptation. So like, you know, I actually stopped reading it because I was worried that the material I was reading was going to over, was going to, you know, um, like I had, re- I didn't know how much they were covering. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll leave some surprise for myself since I'm enjoying this thing. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't connect with it as much on the musical end. At least on the score. I think we talked a little bit about like just, you know, good scores and or ones that mm-hmm. suck, but like this in particular. I like the show. I don't know if I liked any of the songs in it particularly. For for slime? Yeah. Yeah, no, the soundtrack really doesn't really leave much to be desired. Um it it basically was just the opening and the endings. Yeah. Like that that was it for me. Um I guess what other I mean, yeah, if we wanna talk about like a soundtrack that is like meant for a show you can talk about my hero academia like everything in that show oh yeah oh, matches yeah. the mood yeah. like exactly and then um i'm definitely gonna highlight as far as like soundtracks that are just flawless um the first and i particularly the, the first season of kekai Sensen's soundtrack is you you can't you can't say it's anything. really good like, it's so fucking good and it every scene and every motif and every sound and every battle like every everything about that first season musicality wise in addition to a lot of the other stuff that's but like that was perfect yeah also i think um banana fish had a pretty good soundtrack i'm just trying to recall i don't think i ever listened to it like back to back but i remember being entertained while the show was running uh, mm. What else? Gangsters was. I just okay. need to watch Banana Fish. I keep hearing people recommend that. It's an interesting show. It's one of those real. It, it's it's a, a drama that's more grounded in realism. There's a there's a fair amount of violence that's there. I think that what may have put there's two things that may have put people off from watching it. I think the first was well, the, that the presentation, the characters are very realistic. But uh-huh. the trailers didn't really do a good job of telling you anything about like what the show was gonna be. It's because mm-hmm. it's like real. Everything is grounded in our world. There's no like magic and mayhem and other stuff like that. It it's a really I won't say like mundane. It's not boring. It's just you have to want to watch that kind of show. But then the other thing yeah. is that if you watch the first episode, one of the first things that happens is male rape on the main character mm. and i'm i've seen it recommended in the bl community yeah but, it's, but like but it's this like... this occurs it's very important to the story but i have talked to at least two people no maybe three um who dropped it basically on that merit so they just were not mm. comfortable with seeing that because they didn't have any idea what they were getting into and then of course like the show itself is a very like a crime drama and there's some like BL stuff in there, but it's not, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was, it was oppressive or annoying. So it's, it's just a good show. It's well-written. Um, interesting stuff happens. Characters are all cool and interesting. It's set. A lot of it is set in the West. And so it's like, I love oh. shows that are like the Funhouse mirror 
of my own culture being reflected back to me through someone else's culture. Um, like how do Japanese people do what, you know, ingest and, uh, relate to like their, you know, what's their vision of like New York city in, in 2018, right? Like, is it because a person spent time there and, or they did research? Is it like fantastical? Is it what, what's going on? Like, what is their vision of the United States? I think that's just an int- It's just a little interesting, um, bit of information that you can pull out of a show. So I always like, well, I'll, I'll give a little bit of extra time and consideration, even to the ones that are that where it's like a joke, like what, what, what show was it? Um, is it hero man? And if you remember that one, hero. Oh, is that the one where it was like, is that the Stan Lee? Yeah. Stan Lee was involved in it. Yeah. I, I like, it, it was but... set on like a city in the West coast of the United States. And so yeah. it was an interesting show. It was not bad. I would say it was like, it's like a good, like B, B, B plus kind of like action sci-fi for, for like kids though like aimed a little bit younger but like i i immediately was interested in following it because you don't really get too many anime that are set in the united states so it's all about like what is this what is this person's idea of what it what it's actually like to, to be here even in like a fantastical kind of way uh mm. so i i, I know it's kind of a tangent but like that that sort of thing always like tickles my fancy and uh banana fish did have like a good score though and then actually funny enough hero man had a pretty good score like i think i remember the yeah, um i remember the main theme of that show being really good yeah that was the only reason why i knew about it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch it but i enjoyed that main theme and i was just like oh yeah i like this same thing with um uh, what's McC- captain earth oh yeah that's right but yeah. i i actually I just had no idea what was going on. (laughs) That's all. Listen, I pushed the fuck through that show because I had faith and it, to be honest, it wasn't worth it, but the, the openings were cute. (laughs) Like, I I mean, you can't really go wrong with, but Bones knows how to do their openings. Yeah, they do. They usually get some really good artists to do their openings. And so usually I'm just like, okay, I trust that I'm going to see some of this action in the opening I'm seeing an opening in the show when in actuality you niggas just gonna talk a lot and be depressed. Yeah. But okay. They they got my ass with that one. Which is why now I'm not so gullible with like, oh, it has a really good opening, I'm gonna watch the show. Now I'm just gonna be like, oh, this opening is really good and you know, if I'm bored one day, maybe I'll give you an episode or two of a watch. But other than that, yeah, it's a no. Yeah, I the only thing I'm worried the, about is Especially for like next season, there are some shows that like I'm all the way in on, and I'm gonna be mad if the openings suck. Like oh, the like Jujutsu Kaisen. Like I they need they need something iconic, and I think I heard a snip of like what the the opening song is gonna be, and I'm like, why not this? Oh no! They need we need they like some of these shows need something like uh, Promise Neverland. They need a Demon Slayer. Or like yeah, Demon Slayer was good, but like the the like the Promise Neverland opening. Like, where are those bangers? Like, why does every show not have one of those? Because those motherfuckers are retiring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think TM Revolution just got married, so he's probably about to chill the fuck out for a God damn it. They're just people that I want to clone. <laughs> Can we just, like... Well, there are also... Uh, there are a lot of good, like, indie Japanese singers on YouTube. There's some, there's some YouTube channel 
where they always get together and they always um they do covers of like the most popular and like latest anime openings and it's always with just like these different people in different locations it's always through zoom calls they've always been doing it through zoom oh for real that's interesting or, or i think or i think they've yeah they've always all been doing it through zoom and uh, there are some people on there who literally are just like um why are you on youtube like you need to be getting checks. But then also, like, some of them don't look like celebrities, even though they have the voice. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, so I get here, that. Can, can we just start a GoFundMe that just uh, pays for uh, the cloning of Yuki Hayashi and uh, Haruki Sawano? And oh, uh, he just hit 40. No, I am not wishing to. Actually, yeah, we need a clone of him because he can't go nowhere. That is... He kind of made Aldo Zero for me. I'm not gonna lie, he really did make it. Um, keep, keep on keeping on, keeping on. That's one of my favorites. Whatever. That shit is so good. Brave the Ocean. Yes. From um, uh, what's wait? Brave the Ocean is from. Brave the Ocean isn't even from Aldo Zero. It's from um, fuck, Ray Creators, which I didn't even watch. Yeah, oh, but I know of the song. Go watch Ray Creators. Good. Yeah, I need to watch that. It has but a magical I know the girl. Song. I know, but she, I got spoiled on what happens to her. Oh, me, so come I'm on. Like, but I'm, So I'm kind of just like, is it worth it anymore? Come on. Uh, Here's a crazy blame thing. Blame YouTube. So blame YouTube. Do you, have you, have you, uh, are you familiar with like the J-drama scene? No, I'm not. Okay, so Sawano also did have... the music for a show called Team Medical Dragon. Oh no! I think I think. Oh my God! Wait 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 wait! I think I know the song that comes from that because I'm on. I follow this um, Sawano Hiroyuki Discord, and I think I wait. It's called Team Medical Dragon. Yeah, that was a show. He did the whole. I I think for like one or two seasons, he did like the entire like soundtrack for it. There are so many fucking bangers on that soundtrack. I went and watched. I don't watch like dramas of any kind, and I went and watched like half a season of Team Medical Dragon. Just because that music was so good. Oh my god! Wait, do I know something from the Tears of the Dragon? Okay, I okay. I don't know particular songs, but I do know I've heard a few of them in compilations. Oh yeah, they're oh, always shit. in there. Like you, you'll be listening to these compilations. You'll be like, wait, where did that come from? Like yeah. I've never heard this. There's no anime like this. Yeah. And then you look it up, and it's like from again, like some like TV drama that he did some work for, or um. I like I was I was already interested in it, but like seen, Thunderbolt yeah. Fantasy, when I found out that he was involved with that soundtrack, I was like, I will watch I would watch Paint Dry. But it turns out Thunderbolt Fantasy is also ridiculous. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that a while back, because I remember when I first saw it when it I think it was when it was returning, and I was like, what the fuck is Yo, this shit? And why is it on season two? If like even if I had had reservations, the first episode of of Thunderbolt Fantasy sold me forever. A man gets really? his ribs blown out of his own back, like, by a piece of wood. <laughs> it is the sickest shit ever. And it's all puppets, It's right? fucking puppets. You forget, like, you'll forget that, like, not only are they just puppets, the mouths barely articulate, and they'll be, like, having full-on oh conversations. Oh, my God. Okay, this, this. <laughs> but it's fucking sick, and the soundtrack is also ridiculous. The action choreography is also ridiculous. Like, they put a lot of effort into, like, the special effects, and there's a lot of, like, physical stuff, and they don't give a fuck. Like, people be getting chopped in half, like, blood is everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, my God. I mean, I probably wouldn't mind it because it's the puppets, to be honest. If, if, watch the first episode. I say this to anyone. If you are on the fence, you think this is weird, you don't think you get into it. 
watch the first episode, and if you aren't frantically clicking to see the next one, then fine. But I, I don't know a soul alive who could see some of this shit and and all the there's like good voice acting and the sound and be like, oh, I'm not gonna watch this because it's puppets. Like, fuck that. I'm on puppets now. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anything that Sawano touches, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I am. Yeah. Ugh, I just I'm don't think so, there were any bangers so from this His season that really concerts. got me. But next season, Jujutsu Kaisen has to come out the gate with some hot shit. If not on the opening, the the music has to be good. This is like I'm pinning my hopes on this one really being like step stepping up into top five shonen status. Like it has really? to really, really, like of like what's airing, you know, like what's what's modern. Because like oh, Attack on Titan's going like... away, Fire Force is is running, Black Clover's running, One Piece is running. Well, I feel it's like Mappa. I feel like they're gonna get it right. I, I just Maybe. need him. I need him to. I need it. Wait, does that mean aren't they supposed to be doing Attack on Titan the final season? Too? Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're not getting it because apparently that was supposed to air with next season, but they haven't said shit about it since they did the fourth season trailer. Um, didn't I? I there's a part of me that says there was some news on it, like within the last week, or maybe the la- one oh, of the last I chapters came out, it. and that's where that was. Oh, maybe it had to do with one of the last chapters. Yeah. I don't so know. is this gonna is is that probably gonna end in a similar way to where how Full Metal Alchemist ended, where like the last chapter came out and then the final like two episodes of the anime came out like two weeks. Yeah. After see, that? that's what I don't know. They 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 seem like they're trying to time it in that way. Um, mm. But they you know you know what the release schedule is like unless they're planning on yeah, is it ending monthly? in. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, it is one. So December, October, November. Yeah, so December. So that means that there were, there'd only be three more chapters between now and when the anime would have to end. And it feels oh. like they are wrapping up, but I don't know if they're going to be wrapped up in three chapters. Mm. And it's monthly. So it may be the case that like they already have the ending and what it's going to be, and the chapters will just roll up through the the anime into the end. I don't know. That's going to be awkward. Unless they hit you with the two core shit. Ugh. I mean, I'm not, I, I was already expecting it to be two cores. I didn't think they were going to be able to wrap up No, they the can't. There's, of... there's there's like three arcs. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, of the... So, the, I mean, look, I'm not here to spoil anything for Attack on Titan Watchers. So... I'm going to be as circumspect as I can. The, where the where season three ended, there mm-hmm. are at least two full arcs in my mind, including a time skip between that and where the manga is right now. So the ending of the series, the final everything. So yeah. that feels like a two-core situation. I don't think you could cram... A lot of that into six episodes, especially all the things because the time skip happens, and then they kind of have to like spend time reestablishing all the things that change during the time skip. So, oh my god, yeah, I don't know. So this isn't why are they calling it the final season? Then the fuck? I don't. That's what I'm saying. It could just be a two core situation, but I have no insight. I've done no like research to figure it out. In a weird way, like I kind of don't even want to watch it. <laughs> 
because really? I it's heavy. So Oh, it's heavy. It's heavy and weird. Heavy and like it there's like time travel and other things. Oh, well, that's not surprising. It's not the, the worst form, but we can save that conversation. <laughs> yeah, well that that's that's definitely coming in the future, I feel. Whenever it does come. But all right, so I get, I feel like I've had Ray Creators on my list for the longest time. I need to just get it out the way. It's not that I didn't enjoy it, because I definitely enjoyed her, like, bursting a heart on Homegirl and Homegirl hitting the pavement and blood spewing out of her fucking mouth. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, watch it. Like, watch it. I, it's what? it's uh, what self-contained happened? and interesting, and you really can't ask for more than that. I think the episode I got to was where the government reached out to them. Okay, so that's about like some... five, episode five or six. Yeah, that was like five or six. Okay, yes. so there's not that much. Yeah. Of it that so I guess I can just start from the jump again because I still don't really remember. I just know that homegirl. Well, whatever. Anyways, we'll get we'll get to that another day. Um, I guess we can go on to Inspector now. Yeah. What were your thoughts? So, um, I actually. I'm kind of mid on this one, to be absolutely honest. I'm kind of mid. I'm intrigued, and I would like to see where it goes, but at the same time, I'm definitely not, like, eager to get back to the show. Um, uh, Iwanaga, that's her name, right? Yep. Iwanaga? Iwanaga. Um, my, that's my favorite character, and she happens to be the main character, so that's even great. Um, I love her comedy. I just love her character in general. Um, uh, the show does have, I'm not going to say gloom. It has, like, a... An air of mystery, and uh, I think that, like, the way that it is um, animated also gives that. It seems like there's, like, a, a constant fog no matter where they're at. And I don't know if that's just me or if everything it seems to be, like, a little bit grayed out, but I don't know. It, it, it kind of gave the show, like, a, like a oh, what's going to, anything could happen at any moment, blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, I'm getting more, like, comedy elements for it, or that's what I remember it for more than the other things when uh, she sat there and talked to that snake for like an episode and a half i was like okay so this is not what i expected what i expected from this show was like you know um hunting yokai running from yokai yokai detectives or some shit like that and you know shonen some action something and we kind of get that but the majority of it is exposition and i'm kind of just like uh Okay, I was intrigued at the end of the last of the third episode where they were bringing the ex-fiance back into the plot, and I was like, "Oh, this is getting messy." I can see this is getting really messy. I was like, "Now, I might come back for it. I might not." So I'm just, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really mid on it. Like, I'm really just like undecided. It's not doing anything revolutionary enough for me to basically be like, "Oh my god!" Like, I can't wait. Like, oh my god, you guys already went and finished it. It was fucking amazing. You need to watch it. Like, I kind of was just like. Huh. I could see myself coming back and finishing it over Millionaire Detective. I can definitely say you that. But yeah, I'm, other than I'm, that, I'm in the same like, boat. Music, music, very unforgettable. I will say the opening and the ending. Um, uh, when uh, like Iwanaga and Kuro, like in the opening, it's Iwanaga being left by Kuro, and then in the ending, it's Kuro being left by Iwanaga. I was like, ooh, is that like important? Is something gonna happen? Are they gonna end up like you know separate? That's that. Um, those visuals seemed important to me, but 
I mean, it was also still the very beginning of the show, so I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, they're probably not going to even expand or reach that storyline until the second half anyways. But that's kind of all that really stood out for me. The the little action scene that, like, Iwanaga had with the, um, what's that called? What Miss Kanase, the steel beam girl? Yeah. Um, uh, that was interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. So is this what we're going to be doing? But then also, are we going to be doing more of the talks with other yokai that are very similar to the water serpent? Because the water, honestly, the water serpent thing almost made me fall asleep. <laughs> like, it almost made me fall asleep. Unless, because I was waiting for them to get up and do, like, some actual, like, research. And for her to, like, you know, call on other yokai and basically be like, hey, can you go search this? Hey, can you go do this? Hey, this yokai is actually able to connect with the physical world doing this. So this is how I find out about these things. Like, that's what I was expecting from the show. And it's kind of there, but it's not there enough for me to basically be like, oh, I love this. I love seeing all the little powers and what they can do. And da, 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 da. I was kind of just like, girl, you sitting here talking to this damn snake. Like, I ain't got time for this. No, I, I feel you. I, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'm mid on it, but I actually went and, and just watched the whole season because mm-hmm. I was curious, not necessarily because I was like super invested in what was going on, but I, I, so, so to, to piggyback, I would say that it felt from the first episode, like it was going to be a very specific kind of show. And you mentioned like the sort of like yokai detective type, uh, show plot, episodic nature, whatever. I uh-huh. was ready for that. I was like, okay, I kind of like these characters. I kind of like the little, their presentation, the world that they're in. It's nothing. They're not introducing any like tremendous stakes to drive the action or anything but it was pleasant enough and uh jarring enough in the first episode where you kind of go from like cutesy to a dude getting his arm torn off in a spray of blood where i'm like there's yeah. there's some edge to this and the writing for the characters like character interaction is actually really really good for for the type of show that it is uh so i was i was with it so i watched the second episode that's the snake episode where it's very dialogue heavy and it seemed to be a different sort of show. And so because those two episodes were very different from each other, I said to myself, okay, well, maybe it's very episodic in nature and that there might be a lot of variation in terms of what you're going to get episode to episode. And I kind of like those sorts of approaches to storytelling, um, Uh especially where it's like around like mysteries and murder and other things like that to like, you kind of get a different flavor um it interestingly i'm watching uh uh, lovecraft country and each episode of that is kind of like an homage to a different type of film so like you know horror summer horror but there was an episode that was very indiana jones so like i i like it when like um directors or writers play with like motifs so i was like all right cool whatever having watched through the whole season and then gone back and done a little bit of research about uh about the show and about the the light novel and the manga that it's adapted from i yeah. fall into the camp of it probably is the sort of thing that was very popular but is not necessarily filmable or adaptable in an anime so what i mean by that is when once you get past the third episode so you kind of have you've had three stories so far you get the um introduction of the characters meeting in the first and that the yokai in the the library then you get the snake episode, which is all about like 
sort of uh, appeasing a serpent's curiosity about an event that happened, and it's sort of litigated, right? Because Iwanaga is just having a conversation with the serpent, trying to calm it down or make it satisfied with the story. But the story turns out to be somewhat fabricated, or at least she's making up a lot of it. So that's interesting. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And then you get this third story about um, uh, the ghost with the steel beam that's like killing everybody, who may be a yeah. idol who committed suicide or died. The problem is that that third story winds up stretching for another like nine episodes, and <sighs> that does not work at all. I think for the show, there's so much exposition. And they're trying to cram a lot of ideas into into this. And the problem that I think I had having now finished the season is that the light novel most likely, like everything that happened that I just described, probably works in the context of the light novel where like the first couple of chapters were most likely introducing these characters so that they could get to this first main story of decoding... And unraveling this ghost mystery around the the idol with the steel beam before it became a, a killer, and that works for the novel, but I don't think that that necessarily works for the structure of an anime, a seasonal anime. I also don't necessarily think that it, all the exposition, as interesting as the characters are, and as I, I wound up at the end of the end of the first three episodes and at the end of the season, liking all the characters, feeling that they were natural. They were two-dimensional, at least, and that their interactions made sense. And there were some, like, you know, comments and conversations that happened that I was very surprised would even be in an anime, um, which is good. You know, oh. surprising and, and, and adult. But besides that, it just felt like an adaptation that was struggling to, like, fit fit whatever was in the light novel and manga into the confines of an anime and it didn't really work like having nine episodes on this story it could have been three episodes and then they're on to the next one um the other thing that i was thinking about after some reflections that like it reminded me a little bit of noragami but the difference with noragami number one is that the much better animated and it's an action it's more action heavy and is action heavy from the beginning but also uh inspector doesn't really do any world building whatsoever it does like it's very apparent, especially at, when you get through or you're in the midst of this um, uh, the the sort of main story of this this idol um, that you don't really know anything about what like the rules of this world really are. And even though the exposition is giving you a lot of it, it's it's literally a, a situation of tell not show when it should be show not tell, and it just doesn't. The pacing is all off. Everything is wrong. And then the more I thought about Noragami and the parallels there, the more I realized like why I am a little irritated that the first episode was paced the way it was because I think it set an expectation for the series that is totally wrong. This series is basically about Iwanaga going around and litigating to various like people or spirits stories to explain uh, and resolve conflicts. That's it. The whole last arc, which is very interesting, deals with this idea of like uh, the power of the internet to, you know, create false narratives and false realities. 
And I really, 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 really like that story. I, I, I like what they were trying to say about it. I like their messaging. I like the ideology. I like the conversations that were had. I just don't think it should have been an anime. It just it should have been wow. something else. It probably was perfectly fine as a light novel, to be honest. And then when we were you know, doing a little bit of research ahead of time, this was one of the most popular um, manga from 2018. Like, w- winning awards and all this other stuff. So I can only presume that this was on the basis of the writing because the rest of the production didn't do anything. And then the last piece was, we talked about music a little bit before, they have one main theme. And it's a fine, lighthearted, <sighs> like, interesting to listen to main theme that they will play over various parts of the story. But that's, like, the only theme they have. And so there that's are times when things are happening that are, like, tonally very different from the tone of the main theme and they'll be like playing the main theme behind it and i'm just like they, they just did not spend the time or energy on like the sound because there's a, basically in a show where everyone's always talking and everything and there's very little action the music winds up carrying a lot of the you know the emotional weight of what what's going on and when you just have like one main theme that gets repeated i started to like want to like tear my eyes out of my head because like i'm hearing this like light-hearted bouncy melody meanwhile the main character just had his head smashed in right like it's crazy so, so super mid if you're gonna my recommendation is the first three episodes are fine um they're actually pretty entertaining and like the last two episodes are fine and pretty entertaining so you could probably actually just afford to skip the middle of the season and you don't really miss very much unless you really like the character interaction with like iwanaga and Saki and kuro who are all pretty good and interesting um or probably maybe read the light novel i'm not going to read it because i don't read light novels but um <laughs> it, it seems like it's really good so yeah that's there all i got it. that's all i got too so you know follow us on social media anime underscore savants on twitter and then anime savants on Instagram and then we also have the YouTube going. You guys are commenting a lot more, so yeah, comment some more. Send us another letter. We didn't have a hot take this week, but you know, if you feel the way about a previous hot take, you can go ahead and send a letter. We'll respond again. I mean, we may have some some heat for next week, but just this this week has been pretty pretty even. Oh yeah, field. no, net, I, I'm I'm already thinking about next week's. Yeah, especially because some of these ha- seasons are ending. I we you know we we will make an effort to go back and actually like recap um the shows for the year i think we're sort of running up on a new a new anime season so look forward to that uh yeah i'm definitely gonna be giving reviews on domestic girlfriend no guns life and um is ray zero a two car i don't even know i know that um i'm I th- gonna finish up Apari ranman just because i i every oh, time i, I every time i turn on i just feel Apare. good i'm like oh this is pleasant I can just enjoy this. Oh, you know what? And in addition to Apare, then I guess I'm definitely going to finish up Food Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do the same because I just have to be done with it. Yeah, I, I need it. Oh, yeah. Ray Zero is only... It's 13 episodes. So, yeah, I'll definitely be giving a review of Ray Zero Season 2. So, Ray Zero Season 2, um, Domestic Girlfriend. I even had someone recommend that fucking um, demon bitch. Um... The misfit one? The misfit one. Like, someone was actually like, I actually think you might should go back and, like, you know, give it a chance. And I was like, really? Okay, all right. I know if, if, 
I know what this person is probably onto. It could be okay. I can see it being okay. I was very turned off by the first episode, but I think we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where like some shows kind of work better if you just think of them as a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think that may apply here because you know now that I've gone back and I've, I watched a little bit more, and I'm like I can't tell if it's supposed to be a joke, but there's at least like something else happening here. There's still well, a bunch of problematic shit. You watched more? I watched a, like I watched one episode more. I saw um, Mother's Basement did a, uh, or was it Mother's Basement or someone else kind of did like a a quick call to action on the show being better than its gimmick and i was like ah we'll see so i was willing to go back and and just see if there was something else there that did not anger me and there is a little bit more to it (laughs) but my first reaction on that first episode is still my genuine feeling about the show okay now i'm interested i definitely need to get back into gun's life um what's i'm gonna call it yeah, that's damn right. Um, I'm definitely getting back into Guns Live. Domestic Girlfriend. Domestic Girlfriend is not domestic. I keep calling it Domestic Girlfriend. Rent-A-Girlfriend. Fuck. Well, also Rent-A-Girlfriend, girlfriend. apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I should actually watch that, too. Yo, actually. That's scandalous. <laughs> you, even if you don't go back and watch it, go read some of the reactions to the like the last chapter of the manga for Domestic Girlfriend. Really? Oh, shit. The uh the manga cut was getting death the threats. The manga's finished. Oh wait, no, it's not finished. Just the latest chapter is just. I think domestic locked. girlfriend is over. Oh, so the final the final chapter is scandalous as fuck. Like the it's not just the final chapter. The like the march to the final chapter apparently was some a a plus tier fuckery that had everybody in their feelings for months. What? Oh, okay. So maybe I need to. Maybe I need to watch. Did you, have you seen it? Have I watched the it? first three episodes and I was like, "Yo, this is this is fire," but it's not like my kind of fire. Oh man. Okay. Maybe I need to make that a project of mine then, because now I'm interested. Because I love some shoujo. Yeah, I think I think it's, you would really enjoy it. But I'm just saying that, like, I know what's for me, and I know what's not for me, and that's probably not necessarily for me. But I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> people people going to be hot for this one. And apparently, again, there's some, like, A-plus tier fuckery that goes down. Because, like, the, the series progresses, like, many years into the future. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, babies. Oh, my God, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm thinking about the possibilities. Oh, this must be insane. Oh, I'm nervous now. Oh, fuck. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, recommend uh, that, <laughs> the. I think there's there's a review by Giguk that I'll I will recommend as like if you don't want to watch it but you want to get the ridiculous bullshit that covers all the way up to the ending, just go watch go watch his uh his review. Oh my god, I want to watch I watch it, but I'm not talking about watching it. Now. I'm talking about um rent a girlfriend. Oh, rent a girlfriend. Oh mean- yeah. That's what I kept meaning to say. Um it seems like rent a girlfriend is actually getting really fucking good. Um based off of like the screen stills that I've seen and the people talking about it. So, I think I'm still on episode like 4 or 5, but I have all the episodes ready to go. So, I'm definitely going to be getting that one, but we're definitely going to be getting into like the stuff that we've watched this season, but we're first going to talk about um all the stuff that's coming up for next season. 
and you know what we're basically like our first episode like you know the shit that we see that's coming up that we're gonna be interested in and you know we'll go from there yep there'll be guests in the future yes we will have guests um i don't know how you guys thought about last week but we love that shit so yeah there'll be way more guests if you want to be a guest also um you know send us an email let us let us know what you want to talk about yeah hit us Um, up you can uh, reach me on my socials at Neural Handshake, all one word. Some people have been getting at me. Some people have been a little bit salty. It's all good. I love you. I promise. Wait, what? People have <laughs> been getting at you? A couple of folks. A couple of folks uh, have reached out. Ah, uh, what? They, they, they ain't that mad, but a couple of folks. So, so I, I see you. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Super is still not great, but. It's all good. Wait, they've been coming at you for the Dragon Ball Super stuff? <laughs> I haven't seen it. People in oh, their feelings. Man. Well, now I got to go do some research because I'm just like, let me go look at this. Maybe it's because I've been posting so many clips of Dragon Ball Super because I had like 20 clips of just DBZ Super by itself. So I was like, I have to post at least four to five clips a day to get through all the clips <laughs> that I made for this Well, week. you did all the work, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, you guys are going to get these shits this week. I know that. Okay. All right, we'll catch y'all next week. Bye. Peace out.